Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. Hallelujah. What's the next word? The Jesus Christ, my living hope. Jesus Christ, my living hope. I sang that to tell you how bad I am at singing, but how brilliant our worship team are, everybody. Thank you, Danny. How do you guys do it? One, I forget the words. Who's like me, just can't remember any words? Sing totally the wrong words. I think I sang about a Kawasaki motorcycle one time in praise to Jesus. But uh, it's good to see you. How are you, everybody? Who's feeling summery in the house today? I have noticed a few flowery shirts coming out on the gentlemen in the house. Would you like to stand up if you have a flowery shirt? We want to salute you and say thank you. Yes. There's some more in the house. Ladies, if you have leopard print, or uh, would you like to stand up as well? So flowers or leopard print, we'd like to celebrate you. In the, can we celebrate these as well on the house? There is absolutely nothing spiritual about this, but it's great to see you. It's great to be alive. Isn't God good, everybody? You know, sometimes my daily routine when I get into the office, um, as a pastor, what I like to do is I like to raise my game and raise my expectations. So I drive into work, and uh, hopefully a lot of the time it will be worship or uh, Greg James on the radio, one of the two. And as I get into work, one of the things that I love to do is I just, it might look strange if you've ever seen me in my office, but what I do is for one minute, I just shake. I just shake and shake and shake. And what I'm doing is I'm shaking off levels of undoubt, of unbelief, and raising my expectation for a new down guard. Because every day, we come, don't we, with baggage, we come with luggage, things of the world happen. But I want to say, I want to be setting my sights on something higher. And sometimes I have to shake it off and say, right, God, this is your day. This is a new day and this is exciting. Are you with me, everybody? Well, it's great to be alive. I've come up with the longest title in the history today. So I'd love you to get your notebooks out, get your phones out. I'm giving you 10 kingdom principles to have a red hot sizzling summer. Do you like that, everybody? Ten kingdom principles to have a red, hot, sizzling summer. Who's feeling summery, everybody? The shades are out. The flip-flops are on. I am feeling ready to go for it with God this summer. And I want to be really uh, give you some basics, some ten principles on living out how you can have a red, hot, sizzling summer for Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Every time you come into this place, I want you to walk out a changed person. I want you to be full of God. I want you to be inspired to go out and breathe God's life, represent God to the best of your ability. I love it that everybody's got a different platform that they can take out into their world uh, this week. And I want to give you 10 kingdom principles to have a red, hot, sizzling summer. Let's not say that too quickly. I'm loving it. I'm believing that God is doing great things. There's an anointing in this place. When Danny leads, there's anointing, isn't there? Can you feel it? The presence of God just comes along. And that's what's going to change you. That's what's going to give you a red-hot sizzling summer. Being thick in the presence of God, creating space, creating time for him, being inspired by your mates, talking God conversations, creating opportunities for God to speak to you. 
We have to create it in our busy world, don't we? But we have to sit down. I don't know what your world's like, whether you're on it from the moment you get up to the moment that you go, put your, put your head down on the pillow. But I want to say, let's create space for God to speak. The presence of God transforms us. It changes us. Aren't we alive and aren't we full of faith for that one? So relationships are key to Christians. Relationships over religion all day. Do you ever have conversations with people when they ask you what you do or ask you what you did over the weekend and they say to you, and I say, oh yeah, I, I went to church and it was brilliant. I was with loads of my mates. I try and inspire them. Have you ever had people who come up to you and they say, oh, don't do religion? Do you ever have that? Oh, I don't believe in religion. And I say to them, hallelujah, neither do I. We're not religious here. That's the thing that brings down. I love this quote that I read, um, that I read this week about religion, if I can find it. My, um, here we go. No, I can't find it. I'll come back to it later, okay? But religion, religiosity can often bring, bring down, but relationships with Jesus Christ can bring us alive, can bring us fulfillment. And whatever we do, it's relationships over religion all day long. You see, Jesus modeled it. Most of the time, he was investing in his disciples, his 12 mates. That's who he was hanging around with. He was doing life, but it was life with purpose. He was showing them how to bring the kingdom down. He was showing them how to go to people who need Jesus. We, he, often, you could find him in a boat, up a mountain, at a dinner party, or hanging out with the outcasts. I love that. That's our model. Fulling in Jesus' footsteps. Read about what he did in the, in the Gospels. It's brilliant. That's what should bring us alive. You see, we want us this summer to not be so full of the programs. And as they die down a bit, we want to say this summer continue to be focused and on the front foot for the kingdom. This is not an opportunity to say, oh, summer's here. I won't step out for God. No, summer's here. I want you to make the most of your relationships when the programs have died down slightly at church, to make the most of all the relationships and all the opportunities that you've got for him. My experience is most of the great stuff for the kingdom happens out of relationships. Would you agree with me? You can put on a big event, and I believe in them. I think that's right. But the big event only works when people respond to God in an atmosphere of faith when they've been bought by someone who's got a relationship with them. I want to inspire you this week as you go out and this summer to build on them relationships that God has given you. Who is it that he's put in your life? Who is it that you can speak into? Do you know you've got more in you than you think? When you speak, it's attractive because you've got the presence of God living inside you. We've got an inheritance. When you know Jesus Christ, when you recognize that you're his son, you're his daughter, you have a different inheritance. Your face should be walking out of here a bit glowing. You're into the same heartbeat as what Jesus Christ, because we are into his relationship. This is why one of our values at Alive Church is relational. Let's love out loud. Let's go to people who don't know Jesus Christ. Let's be relational in everything we did. Colossians 3 verse 14 says this, Above all else, clothe yourself in love. This binds us together in perfect unity. Love is the key, guys. So today I want to be talking about 10 kingdom principles to have a red, hot, sizzling summer and base it on it's all about love, love, love. When you put on a new shirt, how does it feel? Don't you feel like the bomb? 
I do. I just love it. Getting a nice flowery shirt, which is normally my flavor. Putting it on there. I feel like I'm alive. I feel like good about it. But God doesn't call us just to put on new clothes on our outer. He says, be transformed from the inside to the outside. You might be thinking and spending a lot of money and time on thinking about what you're going to wear. No, I want to say to you, turn it around. What about the relationship inside of your heart? How are you at the start of the summer? How are your relationships with people who God has put in your world? Be transformed from the inside out. When we know who we are, when we've got our identity, that's where the, all the good action works. You see, because I don't think you look at when you talk to someone, you don't often say, what do you do? No, you look at people and you think who they are. That's identity. That is identity in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage us. Let's be people who love big, who above all else, clothe ourselves in love. You see, fear-based religion never changed anyone for the better or for long term. Only love can do that. I thought I'd get an amen for that one. That was good, that was. Fear-based religion never change anyone for the better or long term. Only love can do that. You don't bully someone. You don't beat them up into making a decision for Jesus Christ. No, it's love that does that. Guys, I want us walking out of here. Love, love, love. I want a culture and an atmosphere in our church, in our organization of love. That feeling, that what is it, that feeling based on the truth of Jesus Christ. When people come to our church, we often get this, oh, I really liked it. People often say, don't always know why, I don't always know, but there was a feeling, there was an atmosphere. Well, that's the love of Jesus Christ in this house. That's because God lives in you and he works it out through you. God could do it anyway, but he chooses us to change the world and to change the relationships. I love it. You see, who we are is more important than what we do. You see, the culture the atmosphere of love. You see, culture eats strategy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What kind of church do you want to be part of? Then go and dream it. Go and shape it. Go and do it. You are the church. I remember as a bloke when I was sitting there, and uh, I had an opportunity, and I was sitting in the balcony of formerly New Life Church and being very judgmental, sitting down there and going, they never do anything out in the community. And I was saying they, I'm like, what terrible language that is. I'm part of this church. And God had to take me to Canada to meet me right out in the middle of uh, the Canadian mountain Rockies or wherever it was to say to us, no, you are the church. Don't moan about it. You are the church. People, you are the church. You represent the church. You are God's chosen instrument. So people often talk, don't they, about uh, revival. Revival is around the corner. I don't believe that. Because the local co-op's around the corner, but nothing changes within that. You see, we are the revival. When you understand that, that God lives inside of you, you are the revival. When you go on a cap visit, you're the revival. When you go and help us save families, you are the revival. When you go and do kids' work, you are the revival. When we go and speak to our neighbours, we are the revival. It goes on and on. When you go into a workplace, them opportunities, you are the revival. Revival's not around the corner. Yes, God can do anything whatever time he wants, but he uses us to go out there and bring the revival in. Can I have an amen in the house? We want you to be set up for a sizzling summer. I'm going to go for these 10 points in 10 minutes. Jamie, would you mind getting your clock on the ready? Number one, to set you up for your sizzling summer. Remember, it's that relationship. Number one, all in for Jesus. 
I talk about it and I talk about it and I'm talking about it again. I believe to have a sizzling hot summer for Jesus Christ, you've got to be all in for Jesus. Attending, giving, getting along with your connect group, serving, being part of the team, bringing people on the journey with you. Don't you sometimes feel that church, I sometimes feel like this with a pastor. That, um, can you remember that feeling as you're jumping up in holiday and you're just about to bomb into your first bomb of your summer holiday? Did anyone remember that? I sometimes feel like that with church. I'm like, I'm all in. I'm bombed. I'm in midair. I'm waiting for the splash. I'm waiting for the freshness. Guys, to get the most out of your summer, to get the most out of your relationship with God, you've got to be all in. Number one, all in for Jesus. My prayer is consistently that you will fall so in love with Jesus that you do the things that he did. If we fall in love with Jesus, that's our baseline. That is our baseline. Everything comes out of that relationship with Jesus. To have a red hot season summer, I want you to be all in for Jesus. Number two, are you with me? Number two, get planted or stay planted in the house. Psalm 92 verse 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. Guys, I believe the best place for you to live your life, the best way to live your life is to be planted in this house. We're a family. We're an army. We're not something you go to. We are something you are part of. That's God's kingdom. That's his family. To get the most out of your relationship with God, to get the most out of your life, get planted in the house. I absolutely love it. Get planted in the church, in the family of believers. Get planted in the community that God has based you in. It's not just about attending. It's about being part of the family. It's about part being part of um, God's family, knowing that you're available 24-7 for him. Number three, this summer, I want to encourage us all to be people who open our houses up. Number three, open your house up. Let me tell you what you are here to do. It says you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. Guys, God has got an opportunity for you. He's got an open house for you. Later on in Matthew 5, out of the message, it says, keep open house. Keep open house. Guys, I want to encourage us all to be people who open our houses up, to invite our neighbors, to invite our friends out. That's how to have a red hot sizzling sunder, uh, summer over there. I, um, I love the way that God puts people in our, in our life. And um, I've started a bit of a friendship with a guy um, who owns Fast Fit in South Pycombe. Um, I don't know if anyone knows a guy called Tristan. If you ever take your car there, I want to encourage you to take your car to him. He wants to talk about Jesus all the time. But he doesn't kind of talk about Jesus the way that we talk about Jesus. He talks about Jesus in a slightly negative way. And um, I've taken him out for lunch. I invited him around my house the other day. And he was blown away. He'd never had an invitation around someone's house, he was saying, for over a year's time. The power of opening your house up can do great things in people's life. So I've built up a relationship with him. And we started talking about Jesus. He now wants to uh, sell his garage and then set up lots and lots of projects that's going to help young people. I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can work together with this. But he wants to talk about Jesus all the time. I believe that when you're living a life for God, it attracts people to God. He's always saying, Dan, Dan, you're so happy, even though you've got to spend 500 pounds on uh, sorting your car out. You're so happy. I'm like, yes, I have a greater provider. It's all right. And I talked to him in total language that we would have in church. 
And uh, he loves it. He loves that conversation. But I want to say to you, I want to encourage you to open your house up. Get people around your house. Let's get more barbecues than we've ever had this year. Open your house up. Open your life up. Be generous with what God has given you. Invite some random people over who you've never invited over. There's a challenge. I couldn't believe that thing that Joy bought a couple of weeks ago, that over 40% of people don't know their neighbors' names. Guys, we, we're not going to be like that. I want to encourage you this week, get out to know your neighbors' names. Get to know their kids. Drop in little bottles of wine or invite them over to a barbecue. Come on, let's do this. This is brilliant. Number four, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. Colossians 4, verses 5 and 6 says this. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive. We should be having the most gracious and attractive conversations there ever is. I want us to be non-judgmental when people are talking about something that's negative. But I want us to bring in a flavor that is attractive in our conversation. I want us to be bringing conversation that is gracious, that is full of love. Make the most of every opportunity. See, God has placed opportunities in front of you daily. You can be doing the most random thing and then there'll be someone who wants to talk to you. I was walking down the street the other day and there was these two ladies, uh, this was on Friday, two ladies walking over the other side and they're like, Dan, Dan, Dan. I was like, okay, here we go. So I walked over to them and I was like, hello. And they go, I remember my boy used to come to your YMCA stuff. Uh, and that was years ago, like over 15 years. I was like, oh, yeah, tell me. Tell me a bit about the boys, how they go in. And she told me a bit of a story. And then she had a mate there. Uh, and this lady turns around and she, she goes to um, her friend. She goes, Dan, what do you do now? And I say, oh, I work for a live church. It's awesome. And she goes, oh, you're still part of New Life because it used to be New Life when I was at YMCA. And uh, she, I, I, she said to me, oh, you, and this lady, her friend said, oh, you wouldn't want me to come to your church, would you? And I went, why ever not? I would love you to come to my church. And she lists several reasons why she shouldn't come to our church. And I said, there's several reasons why you need to be come along to our church. And I said to her, make the most of every opportunity. You can be walking in the street and God will give you an opportunity. I want to go old school and let's pray for like all kinds of opportunities as we're walking around. I want to give Angela a massive shout out. Monday night, she's going to pray around some buildings. So if you're fed up of meeting here, when the youth can't meet in their buildings, uh, in their classroom, we want to pray for this miracle building, this home that God has got for us. She's going to walk around 7 p.m. meeting at the Danwood building. She's going to walk around it seven times and take some oil with her. Well, that would be exciting, wouldn't it? If, if, if it falls down, then we have to build a bigger one, won't we? Or like, we're hopefully praying that God will unlock a miracle, and I'm believing for that. But make the most of every opportunity. Number five, to have a red hot season Sunday, have a I can do all things attitude. You know my favorite verse, Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. On that topic of a building, guys, a miracle summer, believe that God can give us miracles. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm believing for miracles. I want us to be people who pray to big prayers, who are big godders, who have big faith out there. I want to still believe that there's a miracle home out there for us. But we have to have a I can do all things attitude. Every week, every opportunity, have an attitude. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Number six. 
Number six is to have a red hot sizzling sounder. Always see the gold in people. I love it. Honor others above yourself. I want to say to you, always encourage, always look for the best in people. Always give that extra word of encouragement. Always see people the way that God sees people. You're here to bring out the best in people. There might be some people who come up here or doing our kids ministry or our youth ministry who are feeling a bit nervous or are feeling a bit on the back foot. Well, I tell you what, by you encouraging them, it will bring out the gold in them. By me, I want to encourage you all as you go into your workplace. You have got more in you than you could ever hope or imagine. You are the pastors of your opportunity, of your workplace, of your world. Always see the gold in people. Always be people who speak words of encouragement over people. Grace is amazing. Never point out anyone's negative beings. Point out in love. Speak well of people. And then once you've got an opportunity to speak into their life, then speak in love about how we can all change. Number seven, be teachable and accountable. Be teachable and account, accountable. One of the best things that I love is working on the academy or working with young, young, young people and older is when people want you to give them some feedback in their lives. I want to be a church who gives feedback into people's lives. I want to be someone who's teachable. I often say I want to change. I don't want to be the same this year as I was last year. I want us to be people who are teachable and accountable. You want to change? I want to encourage you. Who is you speaking into your life? I want to encourage you to let people speak into your life. You're never too young or you're never too old. Why? Because my character is far more important than my gifting. Who I am as a part, who I am is more important than the fact that I'm a pastor. Who I am, the character, is more important than what you do. I want to be teachable and I'll be accountable so that people can speak into my life so that I can change and keep developing my character. Number eight. To have a red-hot season summer. Make sure your spirituality is attractive. Make sure your spirituality is attractive. I love that verse I brought you uh, before from Matthew 5, verses 13. You are here to bring out the God colors in this world. But it says this. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. However, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Guys, we've got to have spirituality that is attractive to people. Let's not go along with all the banter that everyone else goes on. Now, we're not here to judge them. We're not here to condemn them. But we're here to raise the standard and to say, hey, we want to speak more courageously. We want to speak more graciously into people's life. I want to say to you, make sure that your spirituality is attractive by falling more in love with Jesus, his word, his worship, his church, speaking well of people, your spirituality will be attractive. I want to encourage you, let's continue to be people who light up the room in every area that we go to. Number nine, two more to go. How can you have a red hot sism summer? Create space to dream. Create space to dream. Guys, I want to inspire you to dream big. Dream big for the kingdom. Dream big for your life. Be, dream big for the world. Dream big for the kingdom. Dream big in every area of your life. Set yourself some challenges that you could never do just on your own. I've told you about some of my bucket lists, but I want to have a culture of dreaming. How can we dream, dream, dream big for the kingdom of God? How can you dream? What does dreaming look like for you? Whatever it does, I want you to create space to dream, to dream, to dream. 
God has got so much more in you, but we've got to discover it. We've got to speak it out. We've got to dream big for the kingdom of God. And finally, number 10, I want us to have a red hot season summer. I want us to remember the why we do in everything that we do. It's all for Jesus. It is all for Jesus. God loves the world so much that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Everything we do is clothed in God's love. It's to go out there to a world that does not know him, the world that is broken. We're here to bring out the God colors, the God flavors in that. And I want to remember the why we do what we do. Let's never take our eyes off of just talking about culture or just talking about family. Let's talk about what God can do in people's life. Let's remember that we are called for greatness, that we are called with purpose, that we are called to see this city transform for Jesus and far beyond that. I want us to dream big. I want us to go further than just this city. I want us to go further than anything we've ever seen before. But we've got to remember the why we do what we do. So people, we're landing this plane today. Hopefully that's given you a bit of a flavor. Hopefully that's set you up for the summer. I love you to go over that, listen to the podcast, write them down and then choose them every day. We are the church. We've got to choose these. We are out there to see the kingdom of God advance. So let's have a desire. Let's have a passion to put Jesus at the center of our summer. And let's do some great things for him out of a relationship with him. God bless you. Amen. Mm.